skier. The only sound he hears is his own breath. As he pounds along ski poles, digging in the snow. He's got his knapsack and his thermos of hot chocolate. Takes him 18 hours to get down the side of a mountain. Into nature, seeing the trails. Look, Johnny, there's some rabbit droppings. Maybe we're getting close to the Easter Bunny. <laughs> Come on, see how your mother and sister are doing. <laughs> then you got your snowmobiler who goes really out of his clapboard house. Bottle of Jack Black splishing into the snow. He climbs behind the wheel of that snowmobile and just revs it up. Yeah, yeah, no muffler on that. Yeah. Right through the woods. Nothing like it. High speed, screaming around, scaring the hell out of all the animals. Stampede! Stampede! Changing the way Washington talks. Ooh, daddy! The Grease Man, weekday mornings on DC 101. I hit the heater and nothing. I turned it off, and suddenly I heard... <laughs> you thought you could get away. You thought you could escape me. My God, is that, is that the tow monster underneath the seat of my car for crying out? Hey, wait a minute, you're supposed to be under beds. No, I'm supposed to be under anything people use to sleep. And occasionally people will sleep in their cars, so I have special dispensation to, to be under the seat of your car, to be attacking your toes. I thought to myself, he's under the seat of my car, my God! I hit the cruise control and uh, put my feet up on the dashboard, but it was really hard to drive that way. You know, I was like saying to myself, how can I drive, how can I drive, how can I drive, how can I drive? in this manner? Whoa, he's under the seat, Jesus! I'm in a 60 mile an hour zone now, but what else can I get in? Yeah. How can I drive? How can I drive? How can I drive in this manner? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I thought I was free. I thought, you know, only at nighttime. But yet there I was driving 60, my feet on the dash, thinking to myself, uh, how can I drive? How can I drive? How can I drive in this manner? How can I drive? How can I drive? But he, he, was, he was pretty confident. I know sooner or later, Nino, you're going to have to put your feet down. You can't keep the cruise control on forever. See the sign up ahead? Speed zone. Prepare to slow down. You'll have to turn off the cruise control. You'll have to put your feet down to slow down the car. Which toe would you like me to bite off your foot? None of my toes, I swear, none of them. I'm keeping my feet up here. I don't care if I gotta go blowing through a hospital zone with red lights flashing at 90 miles an hour. My feet are staying up here. All right, suit yourself. I'm protected underneath the seat. Sooner or later, you'll crash. And while you're waiting for the jaws of life to pry you from the wreckage, I'll be chewing off your toes quietly and contentedly. And if you should be smashed into eternity, 
I'll be gnarling your toes while they're still warm. Meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, still blasting along 60 miles an hour. Then I thought fast. The sunroof. Since it was wintertime, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it at all. Because the weather's been so cold. The weather's been like completely worthless. But I hit the button on that bad boy and... on the seat, driving with my fingertips. Hey, wait, wait a minute, where are you going? I'm going out of here, buddy, out of here. You thought you could get Nino Gishmedelli, but let me tell you something. Have a nice time at the eternity. I'll see you in the resurrection. Wait a minute, no, don't jump, don't jump. I stood there in the cold wind buffeting my face. I waited till the car came abreast of a huge snow drift, and I just, yeah! I'm a boof. Uh, poof! I hit that snow, uh, and I watched it in the distance, like, ah! <laughs> ah! So sweet! I could hear the distant whine of sirens. Somebody must have called the fire department. The car, of course, was mangled completely. I walked over to the side of it. I said, hey, you in there? All I could hear was, I just said, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm wiggling my toes right now. Yeah, got him right up against the door. Increase Man on DC 101. Uh, life's sweet satisfaction. It's 16 minutes after 8 o'clock. Yeah, oh, I got the hot questions for Dex at 8.30. Oh, Nelly, no holds barred action. Here at the Mega Mother, as we find out just what in the blue blazes is going to happen this weekend. Uh, what can we expect? Uh, what can we predict? Uh, what can we know for sure? 101, hello. How you doing, Grace Man? Fine, what can I do for you? Hey, how you doing, buddy? I uh, got a problem. Well, what is your problem, buddy? Quickly. Uh, I got uh, me and my girl real jealous. Yeah. I don't know what to do about it. You're jealous of each other? Yeah. You mean when she's out and you say, where you been? Who'd you see? Who'd you talk to? Who was that? Did you used to go out with her? What's going on? Uh, you know, like, we'll go out and do different things, and and uh, we can't do nothing. You know, we're always, everywhere we go, we got a, we got a problem with something, you know, because she's jealous of me because I used to always have a lot of girlfriends, and I'm jealous of her because she's always had a lot of boyfriends. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I live what? out here in Albany. Well, oh, I never would have guessed that. Uh, jealousy will kill a relationship, buddy. Jealousy will kill a relationship. You're going to have to learn trust. Yeah, I've been going out there for seven months, and I, I mean, I love her like I don't love nobody else. Yeah. You know, I believe in her. You believe in her? Yeah. Well, then, why are you so jealous? If you love her like no one else, and you truly believe in her, then you know full well that when she's away from you, all she's doing is thinking of you and wishing she were in your arms. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, shoot, man, I don't think of it like that. I, you know... I called over there. She has somebody over her house. It just might be a girl or something. But I said, damn, man, I wonder what kind of mischief they're into. And then she called over here. I had my buddy over here. And she'll be like, what kind of mischief is he into? Well, I think you both have to sit each other down and uh, affirm your commitment to each other and say, don't worry. All right, buddy. I mean, uh, to be that eaten alive by the green monster, sir, will only end up driving you to someone else. Uh-huh. You don't want somebody tied to you with a ball and chain, do you? 
Uh, well, this girl here, yeah, man. I mean, you know, I've, I've known her. She's a real good person, too. What, what's your name? We sir? have a blast together. What's your name? What's my name? Yeah. They call me Roach out here. They call him Roach. Yeah. All right, Roach. You've been selected to be a tribesman for a day. Hey, Roach. Yeah. All right, this is going to be important. You're going to dazzle them in all need with this one. Kibitz. Can you say Kibitz? Kibitz. To make comments. Comments? Comments. Like, you know, if somebody is working uh, and, uh, you know, you're not helping, but they were in the shop, you're leaning over the shoulder and you say, hey, why'd you do it this way? Put a little more lacquer, right? You're kind of kibitzing with the guy. Or if you're needling, you're teasing, you're second guessing. You yeah, okay. You're to joke, to fool around the kibitz. Yeah, okay, I got you. Uh, all right, so the next time uh, you're involved on the job, you're driving the forklift, the manager's standing there with his hands on his hips watching you as you're loading those crates. Uh, he say, no, I think there should be a little more to the left. You can get a lot more in if you want a little more to the left than a little right. That's when you say, hey, boss, man, I'm working hard. Don't, uh, don't what? Don't give it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Roach, you're a tribesman for a day, buddy. All right. All right, congratulations. And mazel tov and lots of nachas. It's 20 minutes after 8 o'clock, the grease man. Grease, why don't you play some Leonard Skinner on there? All right, you got it. See you later. He's, he's out here. Twenty minutes after eight o'clock, as the roach winds his way to glory. Yeah, Waldorf is resting on my elbows, watching the sweat trickle down my baby's belly to rest hungrily, level with the brim of her belly button. I was contemplating getting a straw and slurping it out of there. Suddenly, in the distance, I saw just a hand sticking up out of the water. Obviously, someone in trouble. I saw splashing. I stood there. I was tempted to dive headlong in there, but not really being totally trained. Uh, I ran up to the lifeguard. I said, Mada, Mada. I ran right up to the lifeguard station. Uh, he was talking to somebody. I said, out there, look, uh, at about 2 o'clock, you see that person out there? Looks like there's drowning going on. <laughs> a bad, yeah. It's terrible. Quick. That's your nightmare, Zebra. Move, move, move. We all been to that one, bro. That one we need to do all the way through the song, man. That's it. That's all of it. Well, it's, it's, it's horrible, lady. Now, that's what's happening. What? Drowning's happening? Drowning's happening. That's going to be the thing. What's going to be the thing? Let's go. What about the moonwalking? There is going to be no moonwalking <laughs> for this person if we don't move. Oh, oh, look, look. Will you take a look for crying out loud? The person's going down for the third time. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable, man. Well, let's do something. Well, I, I ran to the water's edge. And I've heard tales, you know, you get to the, you get to the person that's so panic-stricken, they drag you and pull you down. I said, I tell you what, look, I'll go with you, all right? It'll be you and me together, because I'm afraid if I go out there by myself, uh, you know, I'll be pulled down. And then you'll have two of us to bring back. That's bad, man. You know what I'm saying? That is bad, man, bad. Because there's only one of you. It ain't never done, I've never done on a record. Well, I'd hate to make you... That's the... bad, bro. I know what you're saying. That is bad. Believe me. I believe you. Believe me. I believe you. Believe me, that's bad. I believe me. I believe you. What I'm saying is we both go out there swimming side by side. You keep the float between us. It'll be no fuss, no muss. You know what I'm saying? Like two two heads are better than one. Uh, you know what I'm 
saying? I hear you, brother man. All right. But you got that. It's a drowning person out there. Well, you, you know what? We got a thing. You know what? What's that? You can do a speed reason. Well, I'll help you out. Any, any amount of rescues that you want. Well, just that as I'm talking to the guy. Uh, several other lifeguards. Apparently, there's a shift change time or whatever. They come running down the beach. Next thing you know, they're standing there talking to each other. It's like, happy to see you again. All right, I hate to interrupt this reunion, but we've got someone drowning and I want to go right now. Where the situation we're talking dead. Your mama. Media tell me you're just gonna sit there and contemplate your decision while we got someone out there flailing away. That's right. I said your mama. Oh, wait just a cotton picking minute. If you think for one minute I'm gonna tolerate this, I demand you come off that chair now. Your mama. I demand that you grab that float the two of us from side by side to save that person. Your mama. You mean to tell me that you're just gonna sit there ostentatiously? That's right. I said your mama. All right, well if that's the way you feel, if that's the way you feel, I'm going to get your superior. I will be back. Right, right. You stand right. Just wait, wait. Don't you move. Don't you move. I'm gonna chill out. All right. Struggle. I understand. Do this and do a little of that. Mm. You know, but look at this and look at that. Yes. You know, play some cards, drink some water, take a nap, wake up, mm. get ready. I'll be, I'll be here. I got a lot of things to do. All right, well, that's all you feel about. In those records, here we go. Let's play! It's the Greaseman yeah. Show. Yeah, but, 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 The Greaseman on DC 101, WWDC-FM, Washington. The best part about it was being able to walk into the office, throw my arms skyward, and scream, These hands have been touched by God! My specialty was OBGYN, and I was eventually run out of the profession because I just, I just couldn't stand it any longer. Nurse Hotchkiss by my side, I'd have a patient in the stirrups, I'd say, all right. Missy, Mrs. Uh, Braunschweiger, is it? All right, Mrs. Braunschweiger, if you would please scoot down, scoot down, scoot down. Ay, jeez, that's far enough. Yeah. As I grabbed my stool, which was on wheels, and I wheeled over to her face, I said, Mrs. Braunschweiger, would you like it a lot if, say, for example, you came to see me? And I had just finished a, a blue, uh, blue cheese sandwich, you know, laid with the onions and garlic. Huh? Would you like it? Is that what you would like? Or maybe some gorgonzola? Huh? A big hunk of that. Wolfed it down. Would you like that? Then I came up to your face like this and started telling you things. She said, well, no, doctor, that would be very offensive. I said, well, then why don't you hold that thing down every now and then? Crying out loud. She broke into tears. I said, no. I don't. All I'm just asking is a little common courtesy, okay? I mean, I go through this day after day. You know, I've cut my patient load down to five. I can normally handle 50 in this office. See all these different rooms? You know why I don't handle it? Because I don't have that much drama being on hand. Yeah, that's right. 
I'm going to put up a sign in the waiting room that says, Who's that dying down for crying out loud? Well, she said, I'm sorry, doctor. It'll never happen again. I said, I should hope not. And so I conducted the rest of the exam with an air wick adhesive tape to the top of my head. Well, needless to say, I, I felt bad about my outburst. And, you know, sure as clockwork, six months later, she made her appointment. Nurse Hotchkiss came in and said, Doctor, Mrs. Braunschweiger is here. to make a good impression. Uh, you know, I ran in there right on time not to keep her waiting. Uh, she said, Doctor, I took to heart what you said. Uh, I think you'll find everything very, very springtime fresh. And sure enough, uh, she said, I flossed my teeth. Uh, I took a steaming shower. I said, very good, very good, very good. Uh, I shall find nothing offensive. I'm sure it'll be delightful. It'll be a pleasure day. I'm sitting on top of the world. And as I grabbed the speculum and walked toward her, I had an inadvertent, but yet Still all the same thunderous wind breakage, and uh, that's when Mrs. Braunschweiger looked at me and said, The Grease Man on DC 101. <laughs> Always drink with moderation. And it's a lesson I live my life because it was our first encounter with tequila. And Estella and I, you know, had never done that before with the, the lemon and the salt on your hand and you throw it back. I sure we'd have a little, you know, wine whenever we took communion or whatever, but you know, to actually be throwing back 151 proof tequila. Shot after shot! Well, needless to say, the next day, we had pounding heads. We had the dry heaves. But after we managed to stop sweating and even, and we went to breakfast vowing on a stack of Bibles never, ever to touch another drop of alcohol. Finally, the hangover left, the headache, the headache left, but... All through lunch, I, I got the feeling that, you know, something wasn't quite right. I said, do you feel what I'm saying, Estelle? I mean, my headache's gone, my guts don't feel quite so bad, but I feel a little off. She said, me too, all through lunch, I got that feeling. Lunch went by, we went sightseeing. We went to the pyramids. We had dinner, and still, you know, I'm thinking, now about now, it's like 8 o'clock at night. She said, you know, honey, I can tell what you're thinking. You're right. Something doesn't feel right. I don't know what it is or why or what. Suddenly, I snapped my fingers. I remembered it. I said, Estelle, don't say this too loud, but I think we're wearing each other's false teeth. Oh, no! I yeah, that's all I got to say. The Grease Man on DC 101. Hey, well, we went in the bathroom and made the switch, but... Uh, <laughs> It's 10 minutes before 10 o'clock with the commander here, 4321101, long distance line. Good morning. Hey, Grace. Yeah, buddy. 
Uh, just saw your new commercial last night, and I was just wondering who the who the blonde is with the bodacious tatas is. My wife. That is your wife. Yep. Well, I had a little bet, and I kind of lost. How much money did you lose, buddy? I lost five. In the all-new TV commercial, huh? Yeah. Well, Loved it. Yeah, it's nice, huh? Yeah, that is nice. Good ship, Grease. Get to see my funny little honey. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, you'll see that. Yeah, watch it on, on TV. Uh, you'll, uh, you'll, you can't avoid it. It'll be everywhere. Yeah, we saw it on Channel 4. All right, buddy. All right, thanks a lot, Grease. You bet. See you later. 101, good morning. This is Grease. Yeah. Hey, I got a good, good person playing Ned Beatty role in um, Deliverance. We're not doing that anymore. It uh, got too out of hand. But thanks for this. Uh, thanks for calling, though, okay? All righty. All right, buddy. 101, huh? <laughs> Watch your bus can be ain't gonna be on the same dog. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hello. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Grease man, what's up, bud? They were actually having a conversation. What language were you speaking just then when I picked up the phone? Partying naked. <laughs> hey, we're up there in Germantown, man. Partying naked? Uh, don't turn the radio down. Hurry up. Turn it down. Turn it down. Turn it down. Now, all the way down. What do you mean uh, what do you mean you're partying no, naked? Turn the radio down. Oh, uh, maggots. One on one, hello. Yeah, Grease. Nine before ten. I saw that picture of you and Dexter Manley on that ad on the back of the Metro bus. Yeah. My, don't the two of you look so good together? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I know what you two do when you go home together. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Right, take it easy, Grace. All right, see you later. Bye. All right, for a minute I thought he was just kidding. He knows that no one would ever question the veracity of our wrists. It's eight minutes before 10 o'clock. This is the home of 16 in a row. DC 101. Look out now. Look out. Watch me work. <laughs> Whoa. Christmas card from Estelle. I thought she hated my guts so terribly that I would never hear from her again. But... She said, I've forgiven you for the cruel way you made me take care of you. I, I forgive you for all that. I just wanted to say Merry Christmas. And it is nice that she did forgive me because, you see, what happened was I, would, I was fired and no money coming in and bill collectors kept showing up at the house. And I know one time a guy came to turn off the electricity and... Uh, uh, even the doorbell sounded like hell, and I said to the guy, you can't turn off the juice. He said, look, I'm sorry you didn't pay the bill. I got to turn off the juice, all right? It's just the law. I just want to warn you that if you got anything cooking inside there, I'm going to turn off the juice. I said, my God. Estelle came downstairs. She said, let me talk to him, honey. And so she directed me upstairs, and Estelle took that guy from the electric company and... Ten minutes later, I heard him leave. I said, what'd you do? She was holding the bottle of Lavoris. She said, I just paid the electric bill. I said, my God, woman, you what? She said, what do you want to do, sit in the dark? Huh? I did it for us. My God. Huh. I turned away with mixed feelings of shock and disgust. Here's that lousy doorbell again. The guy from the butcher store. He 
he said, Mr. Grease Manelli, I know you got problems and everything, but you run up a $322 bill here, and that's a lot of hamburgers. Now, I'll be honest with you. I got to have my money because uh, uh, your wife called in and she ordered some more food in the porch. I can't give you the more food. She said, honey, will you go upstairs a second? Let me talk to Mr. Felcher here. I think I... And so I went upstairs and... back down, Estelle was holding the bottle of Lavoris once again, looking a little green around the gills. I said, did you? She said, yes. I paid the butcher bill. Ah. This went on for the whole three months. I was out of work. We'd pull up at a gas station. I'd have an empty wallet. I'd say, fill her up. The guy'd say, all right, sir, that'll be $15.25. I'd say, Estelle! <laughs> Take care of it, would you? She'd pop out of the car. <laughs> We'd drive her in the gas station. The kid would be there. Hey, gee, thanks, lady. But it was eating at me as a man. I got a big boss jock job. One job led to another. Got back on my financial feet. I'll never forget the day I came home. I said, they hired me, Estelle. Union scale, big bucks. She said, thank God. Thank God. I don't have to do that anymore. I said, no, Estelle, I got me a job now. keeping it up for a couple more weeks we could buy a boat what do you think <laughs> changing the way washington talks it's the grease man Ooh, that is on dc 101 what do you think baby I mean, yeah. what do you think what is your big behind what do the best looking girls have real ugly friends it seems like it always works like that You'll meet a queen, the girl of your dreams, and she'll have a friend that's really fat. But you decide to take a chance, it would be a great romance, if only she could just get rid of her. She's my cousin from the east, and I know that she's a beast, and I don't think that this is gonna work. So you take them both out and you try to figure out How can I dump the pig? You blow 60 bucks, but things are looking up She just said she wants to make it big Now the problem is this Every time we hug and kiss Her friend says, I want to go home And we want her to, but we don't know what to do and that's why it's time for this song Why do the best looking girls have real ugly friends It seems like it always works like that You'll meet a queen, the girl of your dreams And she'll have a friend that's really fat Every time you make your play You'll find out there ain't no way To make love to beauty and the beast Why do the best looking girls Have these real ugly friends Is that the way it's gotta be Now I'm so hot that I could smother They've both gone home to mother 
Is that the way it's gotta be? Yeah, yeah. Don't stop me now. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. Oh, Nelly, 15 after 8, the commander. Look at me. Let's head south of the border. Sun, right? You got your 12 degrees outside, the threat of snow. You get to a warm place. Why do you want to be schlepping with a camera? Schwitzing on a hot bus? Who cares about the sights? The pyramid schmirimids. Give me a cold beef. But no, it's still. Oh, honey, we gotta go see the volcano. I know. So, we went to the volcano. A bunch of other idiots wearing cameras and psychedelic shirts. And we're looking over the rim of that thing. And the tour guide is saying, and if you gringos will look over the side, you could actually see inside the volcano. You could see this volcano was responsible for decimating the Aztec population in the year 1722, which is the last on record date of eruption. I said, tell me something there, Pedro. Ain't a little dangerous for us to be standing here looking in the volcano? Oh no, Senor Gringo, the volcano is a dead volcano. It is a volcano. Just then the, 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 the ground started rumbling and all of a sudden. I turned around and I started running there. That volcano was oozing lava. I turned around, the lava's about 10 feet away from me and Estelle. I said, Come on, Estelle! Move your big butt! We're running. I'm running down the side. That lava's picking up speed. Finally, in desperation, I said, I'm sorry, Estelle, I tripped the rough. You know some of the lava flow I could get away. I mean, that lava got right up to where Tucker stopped and said, uh, uh. It was some discerning lava. It's uh, 17 minutes after 8 o'clock. It's not some secret Freudian desire on my part to uh, involve myself in an unsavory liaison of a Bombay nature. I, trust you, you, I mean, are we all squared away on that? That there's no way under any circumstance... Uh, even if I got a knock on the head that I would ever perform anything of that guy, I personally am appalled. Well, who knows? Maybe if I get too many gamma rays, you know. I might do something to my psyche.
on this one issue. I'll never budge. Yeah. I was born for the fucking of And me, I got everything out. I got the, the wine poured into the carafe. I got the, the pretzels on the table. Clinton, would you uh, get off the couch in a second so I can fluff up the pillows? Who are you expecting, punk? Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons is coming by, and uh, he's got his new diet pack, you know, those little cards he has to keep you on the proper diet. He's, he's here to help us get in shape. I hate that little weasel, punk. He's not a weasel. He's a nice guy. Hey, just give him half a chance. Put the beer down. But quite a lot. That's all you need to do is be drinking a beer in front of Richard Simmons. You know, your obliques are kind of hanging out a little bit. And that's all Richard Simmons has to see. Stop talking about Richard Simmons, dog me. Don't call me dog meat. Don't do cause a scene when Richard gets here. Oh my God, that's him now. Oh, I hope I look good. Let me do a little bit of eyeliner just to make sure that the... Uh... I'm Nino. This is my friend, Clinton. Sly, are you dressed yet? Yeah. Who's the fat fool over there? Well, Sly, that's Richard Simmons, and he's he's here to help us all get on an exercise program. Hey, I'd be wanting more exercise and drop dead. Hey, you know, I, I, I can crack walnuts with my foot off. I, I don't think I need any. You maybe could use some, but you couldn't until you get in the beer belly. Yes, you are. Look at it. What do you call this here? Figment of my imagination? It's my second chance vest. All right, stop fighting. Richard, come on here. What? Why don't you explain how this works, anyway? Because we'd like to subscribe to your hard system of losing weight. Well, it's easy. What you do is you buy your food. You get five playing cards, and every time you eat one from the food group, you put it over to the other column. When the cards are gone, you're done eating. It's that simple. You have one for meats. You have one for carbohydrates. And this is my favorite here. It's the cute little one. It's green for veggie. The Grease Man phone. I was sitting with my daddy. We just had a burrito. We was both breaking wind. He said, son, I've spent a lifetime doing that bottom knocking. I'll give you a little advice because you are my kin. He said, son, there comes a time when a man has got to decide whether he's going to tap it, whether he's going to walk away. So things that you need to be knowing before you start bottom knocking, whether you're going to enjoy it or be nauseated and say, oi vey, you gotta know when to hobble, know when to gobble, know when to bottom knock, know when to lap, you never light a 
cabal. When you're in the midst of hobble, there'll be time enough for cabals. When the hobble is, everybody, you gotta know when the hobble Know when to gobble, know when to lap that thing, know when to gum. It's so sweet, yeah. You never light up a camel. When you're in the midst of hobble, there'll be time enough for camels. When the hobbling's done, uh, just log that as uh, the hobbler. Good luck, that is the hubbler. 18 minutes before 9, uh, the commander here. I think we should squeeze in a long Time to wonder what it must be like to strap on a gun and pin on a badge and become a and you're feeling frisky. So your eyes are scanning the highway for something sweet. Sure enough, she blows by in her fireball red Camaro. You drop in behind, you hit the red light, you pull her on over. You step out of the squad car, you pull your belt up over your pendulous belly, and you walk boldly up to her window. What's the matter, officer? I wasn't going over the speed limit. I was right on the money. Say, no, ma'am, you ain't over the speed limit. But I don't know if you've seen them signs that say you're on a snow emergency route. And I noticed you just got regular springtime tires on this car. She said, but officer, it's not snowing at the moment. At the moment, lady. At the moment. You heard the forecast? We're going to have a blizzard. You ride around with these kind of tires on snow emergency routes, you'll be clogging up the road. Ambulances can't get through. Young children trapped in school buses because you're blocking the road because you're too cheap to buy wintertime tires out of the car. I'm making you a... I'm making you pay, lady. Not only will you get a ticket, but we're going to take you downtown. Press formal charges. For willful manslaughter. Willful manslaughter? Yeah, you block an ambulance with a heart attack victim in there? She starts to cry. You say, all right, all right, settle down, settle down. We might be willing to settle this thing out of court. If you'll talk to the judge. She says, talk to the judge? I don't understand. You say, step around here. Step around to the other side of the car, away from traffic, and say, here's his honor now. Go ahead and plead your case. Huh? She says, well, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, uh, turn around. Let me cuff you. Oh, God, all right. where life and death still is in the offing. The medical man who walks into the OR throws his arms skyward and screams, These hands have been touched by God! Yes, it's... it was in my early years as a medical man that I tried to make a name for myself. All doctors seem to think that they're going to change the world, that their face will be on the cover of Lancet. And so in my early enthusiastic years, I 
I was always trying to come up with new research. And oddly enough, my my brother, Melvin, was also a medical man, and we were both trying to outdo each other. And Melvin received a rather tragic setback when his wife was diagnosed as being terminally ill. I held him as he wept on my shoulder. He said, I'm so powerless. Here I am, a medical man. And I can't do anything, anything to save Hortense. I said, that's easy. Easy, Melvin, easy. Sometimes things are beyond our control. Well, oddly enough, Melvin made an interesting discovery. He found that with each passing night, as he tried to make her days more comfortable and more zesty, with a session of bottom knocking and gobble king, that she started to make gains. First, she went into remission. Then she started putting on weight. He called me into his office. He shut the door. He said, you're going to think I'm crazy. But in the last six weeks, I've been doing a half hour of gobble the gee every night before bed. And she's responding so well that first she went into remission and now she's actually, I don't find any signs of the cancer at all. Somehow, with that half hour of gobble the gee, I looked at him. Not like he was crazy, but with growing rage. I said, do you mean to tell me that a half hour of gobble the gee every night your wife is cured? He said, sounds crazy, but yes. I grabbed him by the lapels and slammed him into the wall there. He said, what are you doing? I said, you idiot, you could have saved mom. DC 101. Present the sweet sound of success. Oh, sweet. It's Washington's favorite jock, the Grease Man, on DC 101, WWDC FM, Washington. Yeah, boy, look at me. Whoa. I'm toe tapping. I'm jaw flapping. Yes. Yeah, they call me Nino Grease Vanilli, and I mean music. No, no, I can't believe that. Is that, is that for real? Is that really for real? Two minutes after nine. Listen. It's the concert tour of the century. Rerun. I'm a West Virginia guy, a West Virginia boy. West Virginia is my pride and joy. West Virginia is good enough for me. steps up to the clerk and says, Tell you what I need. I need half a pound of coleslaw. I need three quarters of a pound of sliced salami. 
jar of spicy mustard and half a dozen eggs. And the clerk says to him, pardon me, Vasquez, but are you from West Virginia? And the man smiles and says, why, why, yes, I am. How'd you know? And the clerk says, well, this is a hardware store. It's, it's the Green Men Show on DC 101. Listen and get the facts of life. It's entertaining. Let's see if I can score a little bit of air. I'd love to snort a lungful of that delightful Oh, a big old rancid dish of fish would be so delicious. Would you like some tuna fish? You can have some if you wish. Not a bagel or a knish. I am talking to the fish. Tuna fish. Tuna fish. I'd love to have a stinking dish of tuna fish. Tuna fish, tuna fish, tuna 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 fish, tuna fish, tuna fish, tuna 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 fish, 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 t